If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. So you did say that you had a chance to, to vote. Did you go and vote or did you just pick up a ballot? Fill it out, drop it off. The latter, yeah. I had an absentee ballot, filled it out, dropped it off in the box. Couldn't be simpler. But there was like, what, one thing? Two uh, things on there? Uh, one thing with three choices. Because okay. it was St. Joe yeah, City, Commission. City Commission. You had to pick three out of the six. Um, but I checked, and it, I, I think there were maybe three write-ins total Okay. in that race yesterday. And uh, I did not write anything in. No, you didn't write yourself no, in there? No, I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. They'll just look at it and say, who the heck is that? <laughs> nah, we're just going to toss that out. Um, now, a lot turn, of people- um, Yeah, turnout was about, uh, I think it was about 19% for the St. Joe race, about 10% for Benton Harbor. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it seems low. Uh, yeah. Van Buren, I think, reported 26% overall. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they had a little bit of a higher turnout up there. Why don't people go and vote? I know it's all, you know, it's like the off years and when there's not a lot on the ballot, yeah. a lot of times people are like, ah, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I was talking to my brother yesterday, catching up with him. Uh, he travels a lot uh, for what he does. And uh, I said, hey, it's election day. Did you have anything to vote for in, in your school or in your uh, in your community? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think there was like a, uh, he lives down in North Carolina. He said, I think there was like a school bond or something like that, but he had to travel. And I was like, oh, so did you, did you vote? And he's like, no, I kind of forgot about it. Oh. And I was like, come on, man. Jeez. He's like, no, I think it'll pass. I think it'll be fine. I said, can you imagine <sighs> if you get back home and they're like, there was one vote that decided it and your vote could have been it. Well, in one of the in one of the races in Benton Harbor, the at-large district, mm-hmm. there was uh, uh somebody won by 3 votes. Yeah. And I imagine there's probably they're going to they may request a recount or there may be an automatic trigger for that, but we'll see. Um but yeah, 3 votes. Right. Huh. That's big. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes a difference. So your vote counts. Uh vote counts. remember that next time elections come around. <laughs> Um, because, well, a year from now, we have a big election. Oh, we do. presidential election and, yeah. and uh, many other things as well. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind <laughs> about. So the election, uh, elections all over the United States yesterday yeah. for the off year. Uh, people getting, you know, think starting to think now toward uh, 2024 elections. Mm-hmm. And so right on smack dab right after the elections from last night where Republicans took a drubbing all over the United States yeah. um, in, in, in some of the big key races they were watching. Uh, you do have the GOP presidential primary debate happening tonight in Hialeah, Ooh, Florida. Yeah. Fun. Five people are going to be on the stage still. Who's, who's left? Well, you've got um, Ron DeSantis. Okay. Who is yeah. recently taking a lot of heat for supposedly wearing lifts in his cowboy boots, but the, he says no, that he's not doing that. That's a thing. So clearly they're on substance right now. Yeah, you were telling me about that before we got on. And he's like, hey, did you hear about Ron DeSantis for a list? Why? How tall is he? He's what, 5'10"-ish? I think he's 5'10"-ish. They say 5'10". They 5'10". say he's 5'10"-ish. But, you know, typically your presidents, they're over six foot. They're big towering figures, et cetera. And so I don't know why, but at some point people started focusing in on the boots 
that he wears because mm. he wears these cowboy boots, and the angle of his foot is like okay. like it's it's higher because cowboy it boots you, you get a little bit you get a little bit of a you, lift you there. get a little <clears> bit of a lift but I think he's taking an, he's dropping something in there I don't know he's wearing high heels so Ron DeSantis the Florida governor is on tonight's debate stage also. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who enjoyed a little bit of a bump after the last one, um, and let's see if she can maintain mm-hmm. that momentum. Business person Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be there. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina and uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Those who will not be on the stage, remember Mike Pence called it quits. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. I suspend my campaign. Always, I'm always curious why they suspend their campaigns. Have you ever seen a suspended campaign come back? It's like, okay... I'm going to take the suspension off. I'm going to re-engage. Right. No, it never happens. So, so they, it wasn't him. He didn't officially to say, I'm out. He just said, mm, we're going to hold <laughs> off on that. I mean, that's basically Or it. hitting the pause button. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's out. Yeah, he's out. He's out. Um, mm-hmm. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum won't, will not be on the stage because uh, he failed to qualify for low poll numbers. Um, and former President Donald Trump, while he qualified for the debate, mm-hmm. again announced he's not going to be there. Instead, he's going to host a campaign rally um, over in Hialeah. So the debate's in Miami. I think I misspoke earlier. The debate's in Miami. Okay. Uh, the campaign rally for Donald Trump is going to be in Hialeah, which, which is, is right next door. Yeah, not too far away. No, no stones throw away. Wow. Uh, but to get on the debate stage this time around, you needed 4% in national polls um, and... Donations from at least 70,000 individuals. Okay. Yeah. So how many more debates are there left before the convention? Because the, 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 when they make the it. decision, that's sometime in the spring. spring. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Super with five people, quick. Yeah, with five people left, I assume that they're pretty close to, to being done. Yeah. This seems um, like it'll be it. That'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. So that's going to be on what channel? Where, where am I, uh, where am I going to watch that? Uh, let's see. I think this is the one on NBC. Okay. Yeah. So this is co-sponsored by NBC News um, and a few others. Because at 8 o'clock tonight. Why'd they pick Miami? That kind of feels like home field advantage for Ron DeSantis. You think? Maybe. I mean, he's the Florida governor. I mean, it's a big metropolitan city. Hmm. Yeah. I just want it to be in like a field somewhere. (laughs) Like, let's just go to like Nebraska, right in the middle of a cornfield. Or Iowa. <laughs> see how many see how many supporters you can bring to the middle of Nebraska yeah. in November. And that will tell us if you're a good presidential candidate right. or not. Or yeah. or put it on an island like Survivor and they all have to at the at the start of the debate, they all have to swim to the island. <laughs> oh my gosh. And if they can get through that, then they can uh they can I do th- the debate. I think Chris Christie would win that swimming competition. You think so? I think he would. He's oh. a good swimmer. I bet it's- he's a good swimmer. You think he's a good swimmer? <laughs> I don't know why. I just think he is. Yeah, he floats. He definitely floats. There you go. So, wow. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Who do you think will come out of that one? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, you know, they uh, Ron DeSantis again. His his campaign has been limping along. Even yeah. his top donors are talking about. You know, I've got to take a look at at where to put the money, and maybe DeSantis isn't it. So if your top donors are speculating that maybe you're not the guy, maybe you're not the guy. Um, Nikki Haley, and she still got, uh, she came off of the last debate with mm-hmm. more momentum. We'll see if she can actually actually do anything with that at this debate. Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, I don't know. I mean, people are dismissing him. We'll see if he comes back at all. 
Tim Scott barely got into this debate. Uh, Chris Christie, I, I don't know if he has that likability factor. Mm. We'll see. But, you know, really, it's still Trump's to lose. I'd like to see Chris Christie because I'd like to see the the debate one-on-one yeah. with Donald Trump, if that ever happened. I doubt even Trump would even... No, he wouldn't show up. Yeah, he wouldn't even do that. So, But I, I would like to see it because yeah. the last time they they were in a debate, that was one of the debates where there was like a dozen people yeah. on the stage. And so they really didn't have a chance to go at each other. Yeah, But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to... TiVo that or put set your DVR or whatever you do or uh, do what I do and just watch the highlights later yeah. and see what uh, what comes out of it. Speaking of highlights, do you want to switch off politics? Sure. You want to talk about deer? Yeah, we talked about deer yesterday, about the uh, the deer that ran into the Lansing lingerie store, but yes. what, what about deer now? Well, so yesterday um, morning after the show, I'm just mm-hmm. hanging around and, and Paul Landecker comes by and we're just chatting yeah. and, and all of a sudden he says, he points out the window and says, ah, there's a deer. Look at that. We've, We've seen deer we, out here. We ended up seeing like six or eight deer out there. Oh my. Including um, a big boy with antlers. Nice. And he had at least, I'm going to say eight or 10 points on him. Dang. He was a big one. He's a big daddy. Yeah, he was a big one. So we just saw him right out in the right in the back here. And they were getting close to the roadway and the cars were zooming by mm. and then, then they all they all came back in. So it was Did nice. you tell Terry the engineer? Uh, I did not because I know he's a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, neither Paul nor I said, you know, hey yeah. Terry. I know he's uh, gonna be he's gonna be out next week and I don't even have to ask on why he's taking vacation because I know when it's oh, anywhere yeah. close to November fifteenth, oh, it's yeah. like, Oh yeah, you're going on a hunting trip. Yeah. So but be mindful of that because the deer are uh, they're moving. Oh yeah. They're moving around and then they're gonna probably be moving around more because of hunting season. Yeah. So just uh, be mindful of that. Well, and also if you're uh, taking a nature hike or anything like that, you might wear bright orange. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't want to end up a casualty. Yeah. I mean, unless you're on like a, you know, designated nature trail. If you're just hiking in your back. Yeah, do be careful. In somebody's backyard or something like that. Do Yeah, do be careful it's of that thing. stuff. It's a thing. People get that deer craze, you know, deer fever. And yeah. Just going to watch out. I know when I was a kid, we had, we had hunting that we did all uh, through the... Uh, the back 40. Yeah. And my mom would always say, wear some bright clothes if you're going to go out there. Oh, yeah. So, lots to get to this morning. You were talking uh, that we need to talk about the sphere in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, kind of like. What's going on over there? Kind of like aliens and comets and all of that other stuff. The sphere is a really interesting thing because it's that huge new entertainment venue mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Um, it's this big, I mean, as you might imagine, a half round dome just sitting in the middle of the skyline there. Uh, The exterior is coated with 580,000 square foot display. It's a 16K LED display. Whoa, 16K. So so remember, I mean, the big thing a few years ago was 4K. Yeah, you get it in 4K, and then now nobody, it's like 8K, yeah, I think now. Yeah, and and remember, you know, nobody's producing anything in the big high K things. Yeah, or very few people. But anyway, so 580 thousand square foot 16K LED display on the inside, 160 thousand square foot 16K LED. Anyway, so it's a, it's it's very interesting. It's entertaining. It's visually uh, engaging. The f- chief financial officer for the new sphere mm-hmm. quit. He just uh, quit. Oh, why? Yeah. They, um, well, he abruptly quit his job last week mm. after facing, uh, apparently, and uh, according to the New York Post, an angry bout of yelling and screaming from his billionaire boss, James Dolan. 
Oh. Yeah. Knicks, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, owns the Knicks. Um, uh, Gautam Ranji, who had worked as chief financial officer at Dolan's $2.3 billion sphere for just 11 months, resigned his job just a week before earnings announcement. Man. And there's a source who had some information who said Dolan was yelling and screaming at Ranji, who in response calmly left the room and gave his notice. There you go. Said, I'll be late. Friday will be my last day. Mm. Uh, Dolan, meanwhile, uh, apparently is considered the hammer and treats everyone like a nail. That's what the source said. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so that's the secret to his success. The secret to success. But uh, yeah, the source was saying that they did a wonderful job of bearing the news because a CFO quitting mm-hmm. less than a week before earnings announcement is mm. unheard of unheard of so typically you would see earnings happen and then there would be an 8k filing uh, with the sec that says hey uh, we've got a change in management sure. going on here a significant change but uh, this this one left a week before now yes you were asking about what are they over budget or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. they spent more than two billion dollars yeah to build a sphere which is a billion dollars over budget so I don't know. Maybe the operating costs of this thing, yeah, are not uh, not you know the revenue's not making it. Who yeah, knows? Because and I mean it's definitely a certainly a marvel because and one of its kind one of a kind because it's it's all that cool stuff on the inside and the outside. Yeah. Usually you have the outside one and of the it just other. looks like a regular building or yeah. or regular sphere, kind of like Epcot. Right. Uh, but then you've got cool stuff on the inside. But yeah, the the stuff that they do. On that thing, and you also got to think operating costs too. Someone to put those images and videos and all those things oh, yeah. and build all that stuff—that's right. a lot of work. Yeah, because you're not just building for the standard. Yeah, you're not building like for sixteen a, by for, nine or something yeah. like that. Not, <laughs> it's like, you're, not, oh. you're not designing rectangles. You're designing <laughs> uh, a three-dimensional object. Yeah, really. So, so I mean, a billion over budget to put in place the right. operating costs, and then you know they've got U two playing there. Yeah, which that's probably pretty expensive. I mean, is it bringing the money in? So maybe not. Mm. Yeah, and then it, what if what if you get a hailstorm? <laughs> I'm sure it's protected from that. Yeah, I'm wondering how long that's going to last. Because I mean, you have the outdoor the something. outdoor projection uh, and uh, the outdoor um, big screens at yeah. stadiums and things like that, but none of those are spherical. So yeah. I I don't know how that's going to work. But honestly, in Vegas, do they ever build for anything that doesn't lose money? I mean, every, right. everything they, everything's usually over budget, but every, it's going to make its money back. Everything's over budget, but eventually they make their money back through the gambling. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it maybe the, maybe and for the CFO this, was concerned this wasn't going to happen. For this thing, the ticket sales and stuff like that, I mean, I imagine the U2 concert tickets are probably pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah it's not going to cover the $2 billion <laughs> plus all the other operating stuff, but maybe... Because everybody talks about it. I mean, it's yeah. it's something that ever since that thing was being built uh, and and actually completed, everybody talks about it. Yeah, it's just a it's all over social media almost every day of yeah. the cool stuff that they do. Yeah, James Dolan, by the way, owns the Madison Knicks, Square Garden, the Knicks, the Rangers, Madison Square Garden, Radio City Music Hall, and some other places. Dang! And he probably drives a nice car. If he drives. He doesn't drive. <laughs> yes, correction. When he wants to drive. He doesn't drive the car. Someone else drives him. 
I don't know. If you were a billionaire, would you want to? Would you still want to drive? Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You enjoy for driving. fun, it would be included exclusively for recreation. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm in like New York, a big you know oh, New I'd York tycoon, yeah, everybody they're yeah. driving me. Yeah. Then I'll go. I'll go up to the uh, you know upstate to or somewhere like Connecticut or something like that. I'll drive around my very fancy, expensive car. Yeah, if I if I were a billionaire in New York, um, my driver would be J- Jason St- Statham. Ooh, there you go, transporter. And, and we would have a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want him as my driver. He'd be a great driver. He's always very precise. Hmm. <laughs> and he's like, always driving the Yachties. I feel like I need a different driver. I'm trying to think of who would be a better one. I don't know. I would probably get, like, one of the Andrettis. Oh, that'd be fast. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. They're accurate. They do a good job. I don't know if they're accurate. I mean, I mean Jeff NASCAR Gordon, is kind of like sloppy Jeff Gordon driving. would be pretty good, yeah. I think. He would be a good chauffeur. I mean, a, l- a couple of scrapes on the car is mm. acceptable in, in NASCAR. Hey, Rubin's <laughs> racing, man. Rubin is racing. So that'll be interesting. So when do they have their earnings call to... I think to- it's this week sometime. Okay. So we'll have to take a look and see what they do. Interesting. Yeah. I well, think that that will tell the story. When a, when a billionaire that has that much money loses a little bit of money, is it really that big of a deal for him? Mm-hmm. Probably not. He, he, I mean, but, you become a billionaire one way, and that's not by losing yeah. money. Maybe that, well, and he probably might lose some more money because I imagine that that guy that just left <laughs> probably going to throw some sort of lawsuit at him at some point. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll catch you up with news, sports, and a whole bunch of other stuff here in just a little bit. Also be uh, live streaming yeah. uh, if you want to check that out on our Facebook and our YouTube. If you want to see behind the scenes. Is our sphere ready? This, yeah. We don't have a sphere. I've got an old globe. Okay. <laughs> that still says, uh, still says Soviet Union oh, on it. Oh, dear. So, that is an old globe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's all we had under the budget. Okay. So. <laughs> our CFO is totally fine because it's... <laughs> The uh, earnings usually is, uh, yeah, we don't have any money. Mm. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Low, low budget show, but a uh, high quality low budget show. Yes. Get a look under the hood of this fine award winning program. And get it, exclusive content. Like uh, we just talked about something. Oh, we can't tell you what it was. Yeah, no, you We just can't. talked about some mm-hmm. movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you probably look under the hood and I'm like, man, or you, <laughs> you, you walk by or you, you're listening in your car and I'm like, man, has that thing got a Hemi? Because that is... Uh, yeah, that's so what, what we do. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. We're All just right. trying to make a, a connection just to really yeah. cool cars. Oh, okay. And things like that. I was looking at really cool cars a second ago. There's an untouched 1993 Porsche 911. Nice. Up, up for auction. Untouched? Wow. Untouched. It's got 17. This must be in uh, Europe somewhere because they said it, it only has 17 kilometers on it. So it has been touched. Well, it's been kind of, I mean, it hasn't been touched as far as, it's. I mean, it has the dust on it from a barn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been untouched for years, but 17 kilometers. Oh, yeah. It looks like they'll start the bidding at $2 million US. Oh, okay. Hmm. Wow. I always love when they say like, oh, it's never been touched. Well, it's certainly, <laughs> I don't know how you move 17 kilometers. It, it was at least touched by whoever was towing that it thing. It rolled somewhere. Yeah, did it just roll down the road 17 kilometers? That's a pretty far distance. Wow. Like uh, I saw this on uh, Facebook Marketplace uh, the other day, mm-hmm. and it was uh, an advertisement for a dress. You know, yeah. usually people will sell their dresses, their clothing all the time. And this was, it looked kind of like it was like a prom dress okay. or something. All right. And there's, it, the the headline of the advertisement says, 
uh, dress never worn. Hmm. As the you know what the first photo is? Mm-mm. A person wearing the dress. <laughs> is it? It wasn't just a model. Just no, a picture of no, it. No, it, it was. She tried the dress on. She put it. She put it on to show what it looks like. Well, then it's been worn. Exactly. That's a ton of people commented. They were like, "These people." Hey, you know, it's where you say it's never worn. It's um, yeah, you're, you're wearing, you're wearing it. it right now in this photo. Did she respond? Uh, I don't know. I never, I never got that far, but I just yeah. thought it was funny. That is fun. Anyways, let's talk about wine because okay. uh, as we like to give you good news and bad news and really everything in between. You got some bad news for me. Well, world wine production, you know, people keep an eye on this. Mm -hmm. World wine production is expected to fall to its lowest level in 60 years this year. Wow. This year, yeah. Due to poor harvests Mm. in the Southern Hemisphere and some of the major European producers um, are just that they're not able to produce as much as they were. In the past, just not we, good yields. Well, no we talked about how the some of the climate and some of the floods, etc., yeah. are affecting the olive oil production. Right now, it's also it's also been affecting the wine production. Oh no! Now, a lot of times they'll overproduce. I was listening to a report on this, and they will overproduce in, in Europe, and oftentimes the. Just like in the U.S., their farmers there will be paid to destroy their crops or okay. destroy the yield or whatever just to keep the economic balance of things. But uh, this is the lowest level in 60 years. That's crazy. So you're going to see this probably kick in in the consumer areas. Uh, initial projections, they say the world wine output, excluding juices and musts, mm. will be uh, between 241 million and 246 million hectoliters. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, a hectoliter uh, can fill the equivalent of 133 wine bottles, standard wine bottles. Okay. Not the big ones. Oh, Just okay. the small ones. All right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I mean, that's like about uh, 6,445 6, million gallons. Jeez. That's the world wine production. But that's low. That's low. Yeah, once again, extreme climate conditions such as early frosts, heavy rainfall, drought have significantly impacted the output of the World Vineyard, said mm. uh, the World Wine Organization, which provides data to grape and wine producing uh, countries. There you go. Wow. Do we know how it is in this area? Well, I don't know for this area, but they're talking about who's here's who was hardest hit between yeah. 10 and 30% drop off. Australia, Argentina, oh. Chile, South Africa, mm. and Brazil. They all saw output drop by between 10 and 30%. Dang. Uh, Italy lost the top uh, its title as the top world wine producer. Its output fell 12%. Ouch. Uh, Spain held on to its position as the world's third largest wine producer, um, but its production fell by 14%. Man. So anyway, silver lining is there will still be wine. (laughs) There will still be wine. Yeah, you really probably won't see the effects of it for a little while, but... uh, I don't know. I mean, you might pay a little bit more. Possibly, yeah, end up paying a little bit more for uh, future projections and all that stuff. Um, But... I, I'm curious to see what, you know, some of our local farmers, what they're dealing with here in, in Michigan. Because I know when I've talked to fruit farmers, they've had some pretty good yield yeah. on um, a lot of different things from the apples. And, and like, they, uh, I talked to an apple farmer and he said, yeah, I'm like, usually I get, uh, now I'm getting like close to a full, uh, 
not a bushel, but the um, it's the big, the big one. What's that called? The big thing, the big crates, the box, the box I, thing. I Anyways, know. they're filling a lot. Okay, uh, and they're get they're getting a lot of yield from the apples. So I'm hoping that that trickles down to the wine mm. production. But I haven't talked to my I haven't talked to my wine people <laughs> lately. But I do know quite a lot of them. So if they want to just text me or give me a call. And let me know how their how their wine production is yeah, and uh, how it has been lately. Our, according to uh, the WorldPopulationReview.com, mm. the annual wine production in Michigan is around two and a half million gallons. Okay, so uh, that's good. Well, I mean, we're we're let's see, seventh. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, seventh in the uh, nation. Okay, for wine output. Now, California leads the pack. Yeah. They do uh, 680 million gallons. Hmm. Yeah, we do two and a half million. How much do you do? Uh, 40 million. You, no, have, no, you, have, your, you have your own winer, <laughs> winery? Winery? No. 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 Dreams. Yeah. Uh, turning to another uh, story. Yes. Uh, speaking of going down, uh, maybe okay. down the toilet. Uh-oh. Uh, four guys were charged uh, on Monday for a theft of a solid gold toilet. What? It was taken from the Blenheim Palace. <laughs> it's a English country Where do you find this mansion. Stuff? <laughs> it's everywhere. Man. It's a gold it's toilet. In the news. It's a gold. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. It is pretty sweet. Is it clean? It's uh yeah, it's it's shiny, man. It's okay. 18 karat gold. Wow. Uh but it was uh it was where British wartime leader Winston Churchill was born. Now, not sure if that, I don't think that toilet was there when Winston <laughs> Churchill was around. So you can't say, you know, could you sell that toilet and be like, yeah, Winston Churchill sat on this toilet. That That is so weird. I'm looking at a picture of this thing. It's a solid gold toilet. Yeah. It's shiny. It's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that dull gold right. matte finish. It has the shiny on it. And it's, it looks like it's almost in a closet. I mean, it is a water closet. Yeah, the the bathroom the, is not as luxurious it, as I was expecting. Not at all luxurious. It just has this uh, amalgam of I don't know the floor you color. Yeah, because I that I it it looks like uh, an afterthought bathroom. That's like weird. a oh guys, we need to put a bathroom over here. We don't have any square footage left. Well, we got this weird curvy corner thing. <laughs> it's not a straight line. Yeah, I was in that place. I was expecting it was from like when they say a palace. Right. I was thinking. That the decor and everything around it was going to be much like the solid gold toilet. Yeah. It is not. Um, but it's valued at 4.8 million pounds, or the tra- uh, translates to $5.95 million. Wow. Um, art, it's artwork, actually, titled, get this, America. What? And it was intended as a pointed satire about oh. excessive wealth by uh, an Italian conceptual artist. Maurizio Catalan. That's um, weird. So it's a piece of art. Art. You have art installation at the Blenheim Palace uh, near Oxford. Is it functioning? Looks like it functions. Yeah. Toilet uh, was fully functional. There yeah. it was. Look at that. It was connected to the plumbing system and everything. Uh-oh. The toilet's removal caused significant damage and flooding. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they probably didn't shut the water off when they were stealing it. <laughs> Such inconsiderate yeah. criminals. Be courteous. Shut the water off at least, man. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, will they ever see that toilet again? They're not really sure. 
Um, but these guys have been charged. They, I, I didn't see if they said that the toilet has been returned. Oh, they haven't recovered it? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh-oh. Um, Yikes. Guggenheim Mansion in New York, where the artwork was installed, was in a bathroom prior to it being shown at the Blenheim Palace. Mm. They said it's cast in 18-karat gold. That's just weird. But yeah, I was like, really? The display? You, that's the best display you had? Was... Um, <laughs> Maybe the whole maybe the whole area is is the uh, the display. Maybe so, that's part of it. So these four guys are are they're in trouble now because they yeah. were art thieves. They stole a uh, a six million dollar six million dollar uh, toilet. toilet. Yeah, um, and that's a pretty big heist. Mm-hmm. So as far as like art th- thievery goes, they're going to be ranked up there with yeah. with people who tried to steal the Mona Lisa and that kind of thing. Anyway, right? What kind of art did you? Oh, I, I tried to steal a Monet. I tried to steal a Manet. Oh, I stole a toilet. I stole a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not really uh, not really that good for no. you if you're in. Uh, that's funny. In prison, it's like really? yeah. What are you in here for? Mm, golden toilet. We stole a toilet. Did you at least use the toilet? That's what I would have done. I would have at least used the toilet, then stole it. You know, you can get one of these at Home Depot for uh, 700 800 bucks. A solid gold toilet? It's probably not real gold. But it's got gold on it? Yeah, it's entirely gold. No way. Uh, 767 bucks. Well, they should have just done that. <laughs> Maybe they were looking for something else. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Maybe they thought it was solid gold because that would have been, that would have yeah. got some good money. That's interesting. Uh, a lot of golden nuggets in that toilet. Yeah. Oh, hey, thank now. you, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I was, I just, just thought of that. Thank you. That's the fine award-winning program and the great jokes that you get here on this show. <laughs> We've been talking about this a lot. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it's been in the news just about every single day because uh, there's new developing things going on. What we're talking about is the University of Michigan sign stealing. Do you call it a scandal? Yes. Is it is it considered a scandal yet? Has it reached that status, or is it still a investigation? Uh, maybe we could stay with inquiry for now. Inquiry, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's been going on, and uh, we're still not really. Nothing's really come out as far as punishments, uh, full full evidence. So it's it's still yes, it's more of an inquiry. They're they're just still gathering information about all this uh, with the Big Ten. University of Michigan, NCAA is kind of involved yep. in it as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things you're finding? Well, I mean, again, because we've been talking about this almost every day, because mm-hmm. there's a drip of new information, because there are a ton of sources, uh, namely other football teams, mm-hmm. who are more than happy to share information with the media out there right. on what's going on. Well, now, here's an interesting twist we did not see coming. Uh, Michigan star running back Blake Corum is oh. denying any business dealings with the former Wolverines analyst Connor Stallions. Hmm. Well, what business dealings, you might ask? Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Wyoming state documents were discovered listing Corum Stallions mm-hmm. uh, and Connor O'Day, whoever that is, yeah. as co-organizers of a BC2 housing LLC. That's the name of the business. Um, Corum was asked by reporters, hey, what's this business that you're involved with, mm. Connor Stallions, about? And the, he says, I know exactly what you're talking about. My first time hearing about it was when I went out to practice. First of all, I have no business with him. Mm. I don't have any business with Connor or mm. anything like that. 
But I'm glad whoever found it, whoever was searching the web, was able to find it. I appreciate you. <laughs> and then he says, my attorneys are on it. Oh. He said he talked with his attorneys right before coming out and talking to reporters. He says, we're definitely going to get that figured out right away and uh, get my name taken off, whatever that is. I'm glad that he didn't say his name wasn't on there because BC2, yeah. pretty obvious, Blake Corum number two you would think yeah <sighs> so um the llc came to light as part of a, a wall street journal investigation concerning the lawsuit filed mm -hmm. against stallions by a homeowners association in ann arbor he's accused of operating an appliance refurbishing business out of his home which was a direct violation of the hoa's bylaws Interesting. According to the Wall Street Journal's report, the HOA's investigation into stallions began after dozens of old vacuum cleaners appeared on his front porch, mm -hmm. angering neighbors. So what in the world is going on here? I have no idea. It, vacuum it, cleaners. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice little side hobby. Coram, you're telling me I can't. You're telling me I can't fix vacuum cleaners for other people. Coram says that's not really something I'm into. Vacuums aren't my thing. I'm a clean person. I'm not a cleaner. Vacuums aren't my thing. Hmm. I don't know anything about that. He says. Interesting. Yeah. So I remember Connor Stallions is the person who's accused of buying tickets for more than 30 games at 12 of the possible 13 Big Ten stadiums yeah. and four tickets to games featuring out-of-conference out of college football. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I mean, so it just keeps going on and on and on. Yeah. And and uh, University of Michigan had until has until today sometime to get back to the Big Ten about their investigation. Yeah, they kind of got to the Big Ten ahead of time. To, I don't know if it's building their case in their favor, yeah. uh, but I was reading something that said uh, Michigan sent documents to the Big Ten that the school believes show three conference teams engaged in communications about the Wolverines' signals back in 2022. Oh. Now, these three teams involved Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue. Purdue, which faced Michigan back in 2022 for the Big Ten Championship game, if you remember that, they received offensive signals uh, from Ohio State and defensive signals from Rutgers, according to the sources. Now, Michigan beat Rutgers 52-17 to uh, back on November 5th of last year. They beat Ohio State 45-23 to on the 26th a game that uh, clinched the East Division for the Wolverines. Now, Big Ten source said the league has forwarded any information to the NCAA for wow. possible follow-up. Now, it's unknown whether the, the signal sharing between league teams violates the Big Ten sportsmanship policy or any NCAA rules, but the information passed along is not expected to impact the Big Ten's potential discipline for Michigan under that sportsmanship policy. Mm. Uh, so they're basically saying... Uh, I may have a rock in my hand, and I may yeah. have thrown it at that window, but all these other guys did the same thing. My buddy's here. Yeah, and they're all holding, they all have rocks <laughs> and some dirt on their hands. Now, NCAA oh. rule does, uh, rules do not prohibit it, prohibit in-game signal stealing, but they do bar schools from off-campus scouting oh. in advance of games, which is really the big thing that, that everybody's talking about. I'm still curious about the vacuum cleaners. Yeah, what that doesn't make is, any sense. What's going on there? Yeah, that that's a deep dive, um, and that's. I mean, what you what you what you're afraid of is did somebody create a shell corporation mm -hmm. for the purposes of putting money somewhere for some reason? Exactly. And and how does it have connections to both 
Wyoming, Connor Stallions, mm-hmm. the running back, and I don't know, vacuum cleaners being delivered in Ann Arbor. Yeah, somebody somewhere is uh, got a lot of red yarn Jeez. and a bunch of pictures, and they're just connecting the dots How here. How did you see my office? Exactly. The conspiracy theorists are probably <laughs> loving this. But in the end, we uh, as college football fans, oh, and man. if you're a Michigan fan, you just want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. You want to, if you, there's going to be punishment of some kind, just bring down the hammer, <laughs> figure it out, tell us what's going on. Um, but of course, as it is an inquiry, it's still investigating. Yeah. The uh, the branches keep branching out into different things. So we'll just, uh, we'll certainly keep our eye on it, but... Yeah. Hopefully, so today was supposed to be the deadline. Big Ten was supposed to, and Michigan were supposed to come up with something, right? That's right, because Michigan football reportedly served notice of a potential disciplinary Mm -hmm. action from the Big Ten. They had until today to respond to it. Uh, We'll see if they, uh, we'll see if they do and how long it takes us to get that, because a lot of stuff been in this uh, investigation has been leaked. As this continues to build, I feel like the. The answering of the phone calls from the NFL, uh, or more calls are probably coming in to yeah. Jim Harbaugh about, hey, oh yeah, you want to just uh, come on over here? I mean, he may still have to, if there is some sort of suspension, he may still have to serve that in the NFL. I was we'll talking, to, yeah, I was talking to Bob Buchholz about this yeah. yesterday, and and I said, you know, if I'm if I'm Jim Harbaugh's agent, mm-hmm. I'm loving this, yeah. Because he's got the most name recognition anywhere. Oh, yeah. People inside and outside the NFL everywhere knows who Jim Harbaugh is because of the, the sign-stealing stuff mm-hmm. and, and his great football. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if he's if he's the bad boy and, uh, I mean, I think it just brings him up. Yeah. Brings him up. Yeah, he knows but the Bob football. Thought, <laughs> Bob thought, well, I don't know. I mean, if you know Jim Harbaugh, he might just want to stick it to him and stay in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stay at University of Michigan. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, you know the the writing's kind of on the wall with the, with some of the stuff because there's there is some opportunities in yeah. the NFL that yeah. are that are opening up, uh, like the Raiders. I was going to say L.A. Raiders, he, he, or the, Las Vegas Raiders. Las, he just uh, he used to coach there. Yeah. He had success when he was there. Yeah. Um, they just fired their coach, so <laughs> potential opening there. Uh, Chicago Bears, who he played for. Yeah possible chance they get rid of their coach this season so there's some uh some really good opportunities popping up for him so we'll see yeah what are your thoughts no sorry i mean it it came to me because you were talking about the cubs making some management uh yeah the cubs yeah got kind of fun if uh, a football coach went to baseball wouldn't that be fun couldn't he do it Um, i mean you've seen you've seen you've seen sports players football players mm. bo jackson for one Go from football over to yeah, baseball. Yeah, I was going to say the only uh, could the a coach only, do the same thing. The only thing that makes sense is I could see uh, Deion Sanders if it doesn't work out in college football for him to just jump over to baseball. to baseball yeah. because he was man, he was good at he's literally good at everything. Yeah, um, marketing himself to playing football to playing baseball. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would. I would love to see that. But that could be fun. That would be interesting. Like a trade. Yeah. All of a sudden the Chicago Cubs trade <laughs> trade for uh Jim Harbaugh to to coach for them. Yeah. That would be weird. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on it. That's uh that's a sports ball at a totally different level. <laughs>